0: Welcome back to another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast, where we discuss everything in college football, college basketball, NFL, I Sports, Chicago Bears, talk to football coaches all over the country. There's stuff on there for football coaches, basketball coaches, anything else. If any of that interests you, please hit the like button and the subscribe button on the Coach Steve Show YouTube channel. Leave a comment in the comment section down below if you're watching the video version. If you're listening to this in audio form, it could be listened to on Spotify, Apple, Google, iHeartRadio, or literally anywhere you listen to your podcast it will be found there if you could please follow it rate it give a review be a friend tell a friend all that good stuff please and thank you i greatly appreciate it the podcast is also brought to you by the belly up sports podcast network go to bellyupsports.com and check out all the content there from podcasts to blogs to merchandise to sponsors everything like that Betting season is in full swing, and hopefully you bet on the Alabama Crimson Tide. If you head over to mybookie.ag, that's the place you want to make your same-game parlays, bets, money lines, all that good stuff. If you use the code BELLYUPFANTASY, all one word, it's going to double your very first deposit. That is free money that you should have used to bet on Alabama over Georgia. Like I said, you should. So BELLYUPFANTASY as your code to double your very first deposit, mybookie.ag. podcast is also brought to you by Coach Stone Football and his Back to the Basics books and drills. Go to CoachStoneFootball.com and check out all of his books on football drills, practice planning, game planning, strength, conditioning, and much, much more. You can use it in college, high school, or youth football. You will never have to look up another drill again if you get his Back to the Basics books. So we're diving in, if you can't already tell. Alabama, Nick Saban, Bryce Young, Bill O'Brien, the rest of the coaching staff, the players, the strength and conditioning staff, they played in the SEC championship game versus Kirby Smart, Bennett, in the SEC championship game. Georgia has only given up six points a game. Only six points a game, scoring 30 to 40 points a game. They were unanimously the number one team in the nation ever since about week three if not earlier, they were talked about as being the best defense we've ever seen, and I am on record saying that this was the best defense we have seen since Nick Saban got to Alabama, and this is happening at Georgia, and Alabama got them. That's none of my business. If you guys go back and listen to who I picked to win in the conference championship games, I went with Alabama because I said Georgia had not seen an offense like Alabama. I said if Alabama was going to lose this game, it was not going to be because of wide receiver play, it was not going to be because of quarterback play. It was just going to be how was the defensive line going or are offensive line going to show up. How are they going to run block? How are they going to pass protect? Play calling is going to make their life easier. I also said on defense are the linebackers going to show up and tackle? Uh, can they keep plays in front of them and no big plays? Can the defensive line really hold their own versus the offensive line? And by God, they did. Alabama came away with a huge win in the SEC. Championship game, 41-24. to Now, Nick Saban came out after the game and said, that rat poison was yummy. Here was the quote. (laughs) Here's the direct quote. Saban made sure his players heard all the skeptics. Well, let me read you this article. It's pretty funny. So, Alabama came in as an underdog. So, right here. Underdog is an unusual role for Alabama. Turns out it suits the Crimson Tide just fine. Now Nick Saban's team is in a much more familiar position, getting ready for another national title. Bryce Young carved up the nation's top-rated defense, rolling for three touchdowns and running for another as the fourth-ranked Crimson Tide rolled over the number 1 Georgia, 41-24, in the SEC Championship game on Saturday. The stunning result will likely send both powerhouse programs to the 4C college football playoff. For Alabama, it will be the seventh appearance in the eighth-year history of the postseason format, but this might be the most unlikely one of all, given the way the Tide struggled late in the regular season. Saban made sure his players heard all the skeptics. You guys gave us a lot of positive rat poison, the coach quipped to reporters. That rat poison you usually give us is fatal. But the rat poison you put out there this week was yummy. Nick Saban is famous for his rants and saying, that's rat poison. And rat poison can kill humans, so he doesn't have his players usually read things or listen to any of that. And he let them today. Now. And all of our defenses. Now, I picked Alabama to win. But our defenses, if you look at the... I said this on a podcast. You can go back and listen. I said the quote-unquote weakness of Alabama is inconsistent offensive line play and inconsistent defensive line play and linebacker play. That's it. If you go back and look, I am right. And sometimes they look confused. But you give Saban time... Go against the team that he and a coach that he's beaten over and over again. You give that kind of time, you have Bryce Young. Doesn't matter. You just need some guys to show up and play. And again, I said this. I don't think Georgia had seen a team, an offense like Alabama. If we go over Al- or Georgia's uh schedule, <clears throat> now they beat Clemson when they were number three in the nation, 10 3. But we saw how Clemson's season went. I mean, it's still a good win. You beat UAB. Okay, you beat South Carolina. Okay, Vanderbilt. Okay, Arkansas. Now, the reason why people look at this Arkansas is a huge win is because of what Arkansas did. Alabama only beat them by a touchdown, I believe. Georgia beats them by 37. Then they beat Auburn pretty well. That took Alabama to four overtimes. Then they beat Kentucky. Then they beat Florida, who Florida took Alabama and almost beat them. And They beat Missouri pretty good. Tennessee, uh, CHSO, Charleston Southern, I believe, Georgia Tech. So, I mean, I even said this. The Arkansas, Auburn, Kentucky, Florida, all those wins. I said, now, the, the high-flying offense, as you could kind of say Arkansas, I said Tennessee with how explosive their wide receivers can make plays. But I even said this. I said the speed of Alabama's offense Georgia had not seen. They had not seen it. So coming in, I I am on record saying this. How Georgia's defense was going to combat Alabama's offense. And Bryce Young was the key. How are you going to get him? He does not rattle. He does not rattle if we look at the numbers from the game. Okay, we're going to look at the stats. We're going to look at the overall team stats, and then we'll look at the players. So Alabama had 536 yards of offense. Georgia only had 449 total yards of offense. Alabama was seven for fourteen on third down. Georgia was three of twelve. So third down is huge. Alabama was fifty percent. Georgia was less. Passing. 421 yards through the air for Alabama and 340 for Georgia, which is a lot. 150 yards rushing for Alabama and 109 for Georgia. 26 rushing attempts for Alabama versus 30 for Georgia. Alabama was averaging uh, 4.4 yards per carry, 9.6 yards completion. Georgia was 3.6 on the run, 7.1 on the pass. Georgia turned the ball over twice to throw two interceptions, which was huge, and that was probably the name of the game. You cannot give Alabama's offense the ball. So then we look at the players. Bryce Young was 26 of 44, 421 yards, three touchdowns. Then they spread the ball rushing around. Uh, Brian Robinson Jr. had 55 yards, and then Bryce Young had 40. Then receiving, Jamison Williams, 184 yards. John Meachie, 897, which we hope he gets better. Uh, Slade Bolden had 54 yards. So they just passed all over the place. Georgia had to rely on the pass, which they can do, but they like to run the ball too, but they had to rely heavily on the pass. But it was the tr- the, the turnovers. Stenson Bennett was 29-48, of 340 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. Running the ball, uh, James Cook at 38 rushing yards. Kenny uh, McIntosh, 32 yards rushing. Samir White, 27 yards. Bennett, uh, what do you have, 11? Then Brock Bowers, 139 yards. You know, receiving, George Pickens, 41, you know, all uh, Okay. So Alabama just pretty much outplayed Georgia. That was just the end of it. You know, this is not going to be this crazy long episode. But Alabama came and played, and I said, how does Alabama win? Well, it's going to come down to how their defense plays. Their offense is going to move the ball and score. It's going to be how does their defense step up. Their defensive line held their own against Georgia's offensive line, and that's why Georgia could not get the run game going. And I think Alabama came in and said, we're going to try to take the run game away, and we're going to make Stenson Bennett beat us in the air. And if we can get him to make mistakes, if our defensive line can maybe move him outside the pocket and get some pressure, can we stunt? Can we get our linebackers to scrape over and make plays? Can we collision the wide receivers a little bit? If we get them into the red zone, can we just keep them in front of us and don't let them score? Looked like the game plan to me, and they, they did it. They did it. And again, All I heard after the game was people saying, I will say this, people have said, Georgia's overrated, they're not that good, blah, 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 blah. I wouldn't go that far as to them being overrated. You only gave up, on average, 6.7 points a game. Now you look at their schedule and it's whatever, but still in the SEC, Alabama was giving up 19 points a game. But Alabama and Nick Saban have adapted to where if you give up seven twenty points, he's okay. I mean, deep down, he's not okay. Deep down in his soul, he's probably like, I hate this so much. He's grinding his teeth. I hate this so much. He's okay with it if they give up yards and a little bit of points. If they turn around and can score points, I don't know how true this is. But Nick Saban might have been on record somewhere. I've either seen it or read it. And he said, I don't understand why people huddle anymore, which I find hilarious because... I've read books, and I'm going to have to maybe reread it. Um, you guys watching on video, it's one of these books. There's this one book, uh, Saban, The Making of a Coach, uh, recommended. There's another one, uh, Nick Saban, How Good Do You Want to Be? Um, and then there's Fourth and Goal, Every Day, written by uh, Phil Savage. And in one of those books, it said, like, he wants to huddle up, run the ball at people, and everything else. So it's kind of funny whether I saw it or read it or heard it where he said he doesn't understand. So he understands that if they can score points, that they're going to do fine. So he's okay giving up a little bit of points. I've said this from the get-go. Until Georgia makes that transition, this is what's going to happen. Now, it looked like they made the transition at the beginning. You know, their offense is scoring a little more. They can throw it a little better. You know, And then they got the defense to back it up. The defense is smothering. They're smart. They can see everything. But there's something about playing Nick Saban. Yes, he lost to a former coach in Jimbo Fisher at Texas A&M. Uh, and that's where the inconsistent line play really started to churn its head. And the front seven on defense, you know, front six churned its ugly head. But I'll, I, I said this. When you look at the schedule, you know, you could kind of say Auburn's offense, but they don't have those huge explosive wide receivers. Now, it – to Nick, Coach Nick Saban, I am the biggest fan. I am repping the Alabama stuff. I've watched them because of you. You cannot blame anybody for saying that we didn't people didn't think Georgia had a shot because when you look at how Georgia beat people compared to Alabama beat people. But again, when Alabama is focused on they can score points. Now Georgia was scoring points, but again, look at who they played. You gotta look at who they played. Um, compared to who Alabama played, who had the tougher schedule. Let's look at Alabama's while we're on the subject. They beat Miami, who was 14 in the nation at the time, okay. Then Mercer, okay. Then they beat Florida, but took them to the wire. USM, okay. Then they played Old Miss, who missed out. A couple things had to fall. They could have made the college football playoff, but they went 10-2. Then they lose to Texas A&M, who was up and down beat Mississippi State, they beat Tennessee, close one to LSU, New Mexico State, then a close one to Arkansas-Auburn, so they're pretty much even schedule-wise. I think the only one you could say is, oh, well, they played Ole Miss, who was a good team, Uh, but that's about it. I mean, Miami and Clemson probably cancel each other out, you know, you have the Texas A&M where they lost, like, if they would have won that, it would have been a little different, but... Nonetheless, I said Georgia had not seen an offense like Alabama. They had not seen a quarterback like Bryce Young. They have not gone against a head coach like Nick Saban. They have not gone against the program like Alabama. Alabama's speed matched Georgia's defensive speed, and their physicality matched Georgia's physicality. And Alabama, times have not shown up in big games. But more often than not, they show up in big games. They're ready to go. So I said Alabama was going to win. It was going to come down to defense plays. Offense, we're going to get theirs. But whose defense stepped up? Now Bennett sco- turned the ball over twice. That was that was probably it. Does not turn the ball over. They might have scored. But Alabama's offensive line, defensive line played a lot better. So now they move on. But Kirby Smart is going to linger over his head for a while that he just cannot get over Nick Saban. He was close in the National Championship game. They probably should have won the National Championship until they put two in and then won. Uh, other times they played, he has just not gotten over the hump of beating Daddy. Like, who's your Daddy? He has not beat him. Only Jimbo Fisher has. And another reason I think they won is because I just read the article to you. Nick Saban allowing his players to see what was happening in the media world, which he never does. He kind of knows because he's the guy; he's gonna know everything. But him not, him allowing them to read was didn't expect that. So that I think motivated them big time, and to be prepared. To be prepared because they knew it was do or die. They don't win, they don't make the playoff. In the back of Georgia's mind, I think they knew if they were going to lose, they have a good shot of making the college football playoff, which they have. And Alabama just shows up in big games. And they're motivated. They're motivated to try to defend their title. You have Nick Saban, you have Bryce Young who has ice in his veins. Nothing bothers that guy. So Nick Saban, them just took it to Georgia. Now, what's next for Georgia? Well, they've made the college football playoff. They're going to have to play Michigan. This is just going to be a preview of the national championship game. People people out there saying that Georgia is overrated, needs to take a step back and really watch them. Oh, they haven't played anybody. Well, they have. They played an SEC schedule. Oh, well, those SEC teams aren't the best, blah, 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 blah. Okay, but they only gave up six points a game. If they really weren't that good, they would have given up 20 points a game and only scored 30. You know what I mean by by that rule of whatever you're saying. When you looked at Alabama when they were averaging forty points a game and giving up nineteen, were they not good? Because they're giving up nineteen points. Looking at their schedule, are they not a good team? Well, obviously they are a good team. You know they just beat Georgia, who was number one, and people counted Alabama out as soon as they lost. You know oh, they're not going to beat Georgia. They have no shot against Georgia. Uh, you know what what was the over uh, the money line? I think it was like Georgia was six and a half, and some people were like. Man, Georgia needs to be a 10-point favorite, a 12-point favorite, or whatever the case might be. Are you serious? It's Alabama and Nick Saban with Bryce Young. Yeah, they're, you realize how many players they lost to the draft and what they had to fix? They lost a lot of offensive linemen. They lost a lot of defensive guys to the NFL, lost some wide receivers, and, and got in a whole new staff. That's another thing people, I just don't think, realize. What kind of hurt Ed O'Donnell at LSU was when his whole staff left? You have to rehire whole staff and try to win. You have to try to figure out how to win. Nick Saban, it happens to him every year. Guys leave, they do well, so they go get jobs. Whether they go get offense coordinator, defense coordinator jobs, maybe they go to the NFL. Maybe they get a head coaching job, and he's got to rehire a whole new staff. But if you watch even the documentary on him and Bill Belichick, he says we've we've got whoever we hire, they're going to do what we do. Yeah, they can come in with their ideas. He talked about Bill O'Brien. Yeah, he's going to come in, and he's going to bring some wrinkles in on offense, but we have an offense. Like We know what we're going to do. And that's the beauty of Coach Nick Saban is he's known as a defensive guy, but he knows offense. He does. And so that's just amazing that he has that. That's why Alabama is who they are. But that's why you see Georgia. Georgia. I'm not talking bad about Georgia. Alabama, and Georgia, and everybody else. That's what it is. He is getting to that point. Kirby Smart's getting to that point. And if Nick Saban would have retired for some reason this year or after last year, they they would be on top. Ah, Georgia would turn into the new Alabama. Maybe not championship after championship, but going 11-1, and 12-1, making the playoff, doing that, consistently year in and year out, beating teams. So it's, this is just a national championship preview right here. National championship preview. I guarantee they're both going to meet again. The only way they won't is if this really hurt Georgia's ego and does not motivate them in the right way and they slip up to Michigan. But I don't see Michigan do it, but we'll get to that later on. But Alabama did it. Roll tide, roll. Nick Saban is the GOAT. Never doubted. I said they would win. Never doubt it. Uh, but that's it. Thank you guys so much for listening. This has been another episode of the Coach Steve Show podcast. Make sure you like and subscribe and all that good stuff. This has been another episode. Go check out the other episodes. And we'll see you guys next time. Thank you guys so much. See you next time. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22.